Hi, and welcome to Second Rate Film School. I'm Andrew, and again, I am joined by my sister Amanda today as we continue our month-long look into The Simpsons' Treehouse of Horror. Today, we're starting with Episode 4, original air date, October 28th, 1993. Hey, I'm delighted to be here. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the first one with not a wraparound segment involving the family in reality. I suppose this is... Um, a parody of Night Gallery, which I wonder how many people actually got the um, reference even in 1993, let alone in um, 2021. But yeah, fun fact, the segment was written by Conan O'Brien. He did the wraparound segments for this um, Treehouse of Horror, apparently. Nice. It's interesting that they're having Bart do it for the first time. Yeah, that's like, I, they, I think this is, uh, if I remember correctly, the last one with a wraparound segment. Um, yeah, this is the last one with a wraparound segment to date, as far as I know. Um, so, you know, Lisa never got a chance to do one, so that's unfortunate. So well, maybe this year they'll do it. Lisa always gets left out. Yeah. Well, it's funny that Marge got two, because, you know, Marge and Lisa are usually left out, but she got two of them. Well, she got them because she's nagging people that they're that they're scary. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, this segment, The Devil and Homer Simpson, is um, a parody of, obviously, The Devil and Daniel Webster. Um, not on me to harp on great American literature, but this is a better version of that story, in my opinion. So, this is a great segment in general. Um, but, yeah, it's super funny, you know, and we'll obviously get into why as we go along. But, yeah, Homer's gluttony has now become a major problem for him. <laughs> Of Grandpa with your getting hit by birds and donuts. I don't. I don't really remember this one. Maybe you should have watched it, like I suggested. <laughs> I watched the first three, but I didn't watch uh, the second one. So we're we're flying uh, we're flying solo. But I've seen every episode five million times. Yeah, but um, yeah, love uh, having Flanders as the devil here. That's oh, great. it's always the person you'd least suspect. Yeah. Oh, the, I remember this one. All right, I'm good. I'm good. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. He's selling his soul literally for a devil or for a donut. This is just how low Homer has sunk into his gluttony. Hell's Kitchen, get it? Yeah. It's a place and a show, but it was just a place at the time. Yeah, it's great how he inadvertently tricks Ned Flanders. He's somehow smarter than the devil for this one moment of the show. <laughs> I like even when he turns into the giant devil, you can kind of see he's still wearing glasses. It's nice. I also like that he's really ripped, just like uh, Ned Flanders is. Yeah, and they hadn't revealed that yet, I don't think. Um, when, when, when did the New Orleans episode air? I think it was season four, right? Yeah, Daddy's so. soul donut. Yeah. Daddy sold donuts. Forbidden donuts. And again, it's just so Homer that he forgets about it. Just like, oh, whatever. I love how they put Bart's F plus on the um, test on the fridge. <laughs> yeah, and then he's too fat to get sucked into the portal. <laughs> you like that? Like, hey, Bart. Hey. <laughs> Hey, as we saw in season two, he has a good relationship with the devil. You know, he's not supposed to come back till um, what was it, the Yankees win the pennant, so he's still yeah. got a few years. There you go. But yeah, this is straight out of um, the Devil and Daniel Webster, where he's like, "I, I should get a trial. I'm an, I'm an American," because you know this is written at a time where everyone was optimistic. So, yeah, that's straight out of it. But um, obviously he gets to spend some time in hell, which is very visually creative. Um, <laughs> Hot dog yeah. meat. Ironic punishment division. And again, Homer's gluttony is just great here. How, like, this is supposed to be a punishment, but he act ends up loving it. Although this is pretty horrifying. Yeah. He's enjoying it. Like, the, the devil and all of them are confounded by his gluttony, and they don't know what to do. It's perfect. I don't know who James Coco is. Do neither do I. I'll, I'll put his Wikipedia up in the link. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I <laughs> love Lionel Hutz. Yeah, combing himself with a fork. I watched Matlock at a bar last night. Uh, Phil Hartman, you know, the late, great Phil Hartman. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just love they're doing the trial right in their living room, and they're really, you know, how stupid Hutz is. He's getting tricked into, like, like getting good concessions from him that are meaningless, but giving up the important ones to the devil. Right. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And, um, yeah, the jury of the damned here. Um, ironically, Benedict Arnold is the you know, is here, but he was not actually in the original Daniel Devil Daniel Webster being out of town is what they said. But this is great having Richard Nixon here, who um, really would die less than six months after this episode aired, so they were only a few months off. Wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and having like the flyers and all that, it's like it, it's great. Like all these people are supposedly the damned. And again, Richard Nixon, who says, sorry, sir, to the devil. This chair be high, says It's great. Yeah, it, it's great, like, how, the, and again, this is where this original story um, gets a little, like, stupid, where I will give um, the writers of The Simpsons better credit here, that the story just goes that... Um, Hey, I know I made a legally binding deal with the devil, but this is America, and America is great, and freedom is great, so I should be free. And that's literally how that story ends. You don't have to do legally binding documents because freedom is great. So, I know we get a little ahead of the ending, but I give them credit here. And it's it's a very nice um, moment between Marge and um, Homer, illustrating their unending love for each other yeah yeah i I like this i think this is a cute ending yeah you know and you know obviously not on top of that picture um but not completely on top of you know that's what i think where you know a lot of people shit on the simpsons movie i truly do like that moment when she you know like tapes over their wedding ceremony because we've seen throughout the show homer can do a lot of stupid shit but he always will have marge's support and love and that's like been the one constant in the show so that's a gut punch in that movie Mm -hmm. but yeah all i can give you in return is my soul there you go a little bit better than freedom um yeah i also love lizzie borden is also on the thing and she just has her ex And then, yeah, I love how, like, yeah, Homer still doesn't escape punishment, though. I think the, the line work in this is great with the shadows and all that is still kind of creepy. Yeah, and what is it? So it ends with, like, not, going, having... not going outside because the police are outside. Yeah. Yeah, and this is another classic depiction when they do the figures a lot. They'll have him um, with the donut in his head. It's a good, it's a good design. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. All around a great segment. Um, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that that's one of my favorite ones. Like, I, I like the ending. It's, it's sweet for how you know spooky it's supposed to be. It's a nice ending. Um, oh, they brought Lisa. Okay. Yeah, but not as a host. But yeah, this is great. Um, him being a like, school bus isn't scary. What about a ghoul bus? <laughs> I like. There's nothing scarier than having to go to school. Um, yeah, this one segment, Terror at Five and a Half Feet, written by a friend of our show, Bill Oakley. Again, listen to the link down below. I'm really trying to market myself here, guys. Um, I'm turning into Gil on The Simpsons. Just like, oh, come on, you gotta help me out. <laughs> I brought this wall from home. <laughs> um, these trading cards are great. <laughs> Just like Krusty running out of ideas. Again, this is when we're starting to get into Krusty as a shyster, um, right. you know, doing shitty products. Um, yeah, inadvertently, um, yeah, uh, I should mention to, the, like, I guess Disney and all them to um, sue the crap out of Final Destination, because this kind of rips off Final Destination, or Final Destination ripped this off, I should say. Yeah, this came out several years before that movie did, and right. the premonition of death. 
Which is weird because that obviously doesn't happen in the original um, Twilight Zone segment. I love this Homer with his air horn from the, the marina. I love like there it's it's recurring in a lot of different episodes. Whenever whenever Bart is on edge, Homer like comes in and freaks him out. Like, hey Bart, you want to see my new chainsaw and hockey mask? Exactly. <laughs> hey Bart, you want a brownie? Careful, Todd. <laughs> Wang computers. Uh, Poor Martin. But yeah, you know, uh, um, reference to the Nightmare at um, 20,000 feet, I think is what the original one, that's the Gremlin on the Wing with Shatner and the um, original Twilight Zone. They did that in a segment of it in the Twilight Zone movie, and this is a very good parody of it. Um, They're on a bus and all that. But um, it's great how it like works out. How no one's believing him, especially Millhouse, because he doesn't want to get bullied. He's not because it's a ridiculous concept. If I turn, they can wedgie me. It's not an unridiculous concept, yeah. right? Yeah, no, but it's great that like I didn't know what an AMC Gremlin was at the time when I first saw this as a kid. So I didn't get the joke. That's like there's a Gremlin next to us. So I thought it was supposed to be he mistook Hans Molman for a Gremlin. Mm. But the joke works on both layers. Right. And poor Bart freaking out. And I just love how groundskeeper Willie and Principal Skinner are also here. And now Otto's not driving the bus. Of course. <laughs> yeah, got our yeah. Kodos quota for the year. Yeah. Again, not always consequential, but they're there. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect cap for that joke. <laughs> I've gotten word that a child is using his imagination. Ah, uh, Skinner. Or Armin Tansarian, I suppose. No. Yeah, no, we're not going to pull that much about. Yeah, I love, it. I love how they have, like, the airplane windows on this. <laughs> I, went to, I, t- I went to a restaurant this weekend called Seymour's, and the entire time I was just like, Seymour! Quoting Agnes, and Ashley was about ready to murder me, so. There you go. Um, did they have steamed hams on the menu? They did not. But it was a fish restaurant, so I was like, be careful if it has tiny bones in it. <laughs> Like, Milhouse would rather sit with Unter than sit with Bard, who's crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they do a good job, like, even though this is obviously a parody of an existing thing, like, making it work and be terrifying that, like, you're all gonna die because of this and no one will believe him. Right. It's very well done. Right. <laughs> They're gonna fucking tie him up. <laughs> Uh, the school system in America for you. Yeah. Remember when they would tie us up on the buses? Or was that just me? I think that was just you. Oh. The bully said it was normal and it was to keep me safe. You know, the, the really fucked up thing is that, like, we never wore seatbelts on the bus. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, they tell, wear your seatbelts all the time unless you're you're with 30 other children <laughs> on the bus. Yeah, right. And they had seatbelts. Like, I remember when I was in kindergarten, I would put it on. But yeah. as I got older, I'm like, oh, I guess no one else is doing this. We never wore seatbelts. We were all just, like, driving around on a rickety old thing with somebody that had, like, questionable, like, <laughs> skills or whatever. Well, and I don't know how if all schools did this, but um, at our school, like for the young kids, because a kid won't remember that they're on bus 182. They'll remember a cartoon character, so they would put pictures of like Disney characters and whatnot in yeah. um, the window. So that way the kid could be like, oh, I'm on the, you know, Donald bus. I'm on the Mickey bus and all that. Yeah, I love this. Ned Flanders, again, is so nice. He's taking a, an obvious monster, but the monster doesn't know how to react. Um but we, I was on the, I wasn't on the bus one day. I had to get driven to school by our mom because I had a big project or whatever, that like a diorama or whatever. And I noticed none of the kids on my bus were there, and our bus driver was not paying attention and hit a deer. 
and like the bus broke down and we, we were the yeah she hit a deer and like the deer was still alive so everyone could fucking hear it you know? oh my god and like a sheriff's deputy was just like waiting with the bus and like a new bus had to come and get them and like my friend's like yeah as soon as we pulled away we see the sheriff's deputy get out of his car and then we heard a gunshot no so we drove away. no but the, the topper was we were the bambi bus that year no that's not true that is a hundred percent that really you were happens. the bambi bus come on yeah, yeah. well we i want to i want to know why they changed our our route from pac-man to bambi yeah i was it was the pac-man bus probably through early grade school for me um mm. too so i don't know i maybe the fucking pac-man um decal wore off and they couldn't find a good google image search um for it again jesus yeah. well that's horrifying great <laughs> But anyways, back to The Simpsons. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Bart, Bart Simpson's Dracula, obviously a reference to um, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula, which had come out only a year or two before. Or how about Bram Stoker's Dracula? Well, this one is visually reminiscent of that movie, though. Mm. You know, Mr. Burns is dressed up like Gary Oldman in that movie. Mm. But yes, obviously Dracula in general, but... Um, yeah, I think this is one of the most visually um, interesting ones. And obviously when you're parodying a Coppola movie, um, you got a lot of good visuals to go from. Yeah, love Ken Brown. <laughs> Clearly evil Mr. Burns with blood dripping down his mouth. Precious blood. We're driving through like, the opening credits of Scooby-Doo. It's great. Um, Midnight dinner. <laughs> Pennsylvania. It's great. So I guess Springfield's not in Pennsylvania then. Yeah. Did everybody wash their necks like Mr. Burns asked? Yeah, love, love how filthy Homer's neck is. This joke is great. One of the few times in the early seasons where uh, a character will swear, quote unquote. <laughs> oh, an actual swear that you have to cut off I should say yeah funny you can't say bitch on TV but apparently Bart Simpson saying bastard and turning it into a song is allowed yeah <laughs> they've said bitch in this series though before yeah yeah bitching but oh, yeah, I guess they cut that off there just for the joke TV censors are weird is what we're saying yes I like it later on when they have the opening thing of like the sensor saying we cut everything out and then like the 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 rating box killing him. <laughs> also, this joke also is great where Homer's like, yeah, but it's you know, free blood is very reminiscent of um, him not wanting to leave the haunted house because it's a very good deal. His cheapskate nature looking for a good deal is still right, there. Right. And that yeah, the laundry room is in the hidden chamber is great. No garlic. Hey, you wonder who all these other coffins are for since we only, um, at this point, have seen um, Mr. Burns as a vampire. I guess maybe Smithers, but... but no, I guess, yeah, just generic vampires. I forgot about this. But yeah, I love this joke. I've seen your Shemp. I've seen your Curly, too. <laughs> yeah. Don't know how many little kids are doing pair, um, impressions of Shemp anymore, but I guess in 1993. Um, no, that was still really outdated. Super yeah. fun, happy slide. Yeah. So, and yeah, since this one came out in October of 93, this was the last Simpsons Treehouse of Horror you would have been able to watch without me being alive. So does this one hold a special place in your heart now? Yeah, because I liked it better before you were born. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah it was your 50th birthday the week i was born my older sister my older sister my older sister it's an accurate term you were just emphasizing it to the point where it was like a little ridiculous I wanted to illustrate that, like, you had a different viewpoint of The Simpsons than I did. No, you were just trying to say that I'm old. Eh, both. I like the vampire depiction of all these characters. It's a nice nod that they're slightly paler. I like how Bart's hair is, like, a little ruffled up. Right. And they allowed him to do the stretchy head when he turns his head that they 
I think we're phasing out by this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's amazing watching like the early seasons, how rubbery they are. I love how they repeat the glass break. Um, yeah, Homer, Homer like admonishing him is good enough. <laughs> we have to kill the boy. <laughs> he's a vampire. He's a vampire. Grandpa's grandma Maggie waving goodbye. We have to kill the head vampire. <laughs> Do I dare live out the American dream? I love how like he almost tempted to pull the thing too. <laughs> I guess killing will be fun enough. Well, love of going. It's like, Homer, oh, Dad, you're just hitting his crotch. <laughs> it's such a stupid joke, but it's great. I like that he didn't wake up when he was nailing yeah. it into his crotch. Yeah. And then, like, him melting like that is so creepy. And then both coming back just long enough to fire him. Yeah, so, and, um... Yeah, this is the first one where nearly the entire Simpsons family is, technically speaking, killed off. Um, you know, Lisa doesn't get turned into a vampire, but this is the first time any of them really are killed off so to speak so that's um very interesting that it took you know four episodes before we start seeing actual negative consequences for the simpsons mm -hmm. um, that result in their kind of deaths and then this is just a great joke that's like halloween's over time immediately to switch to christmas you know yeah. doing this snoopy um, thing i mean that's true right the minute halloween is over we're, we're into christmas decorations at the cbs yeah. Yeah, it's very disappointing. I love my spooky spookiness. I want to keep it forever. But anyway, so, all right, well, this has been Treehouse of Horror number four. Um, we'll be back after a brief intermission for Treehouse of Horror number five. See you then. All right, welcome back. We're now on Simpsons Treehouse of Horror number five, original air date, October 30th, 1994. Um, often considered probably the best of the series. Um, this one has a 9.2 on IMDb. Um, every other one prior to this was mid eight points. And then after this, it starts dropping down into the seven points and whatnot as we go down. So this is probably the height of um, them. So this will be a fun one to talk about. Oh, this is crazy that they have like a actual footage spliced in. Yeah. It's also interesting that they're doing a parody of the outer limits um, here now. Like that's what the home bar being like taking over the screen is. Mm -hmm. That was the opening credits. So again, much like with Night Gallery last time, I wonder um, how many people got this reference. Hmm. So, and this is the first time there's no wraparound segments. Yeah, we get the little bit of the opening credits with Marge again as a reference to the first um, few years, but after this, it's just, you know, straight up starting to just be um, opening credits, and that's it. Hmm. So, I mean, it's crazy how long, like, this has been going on. We've seen now we're into the mid-90s from this, and it's like, you know, we're, you know, very little into the whole series, and it's like, it's just crazy how long this tradition has been going on for. Well, V is five, right? It's the fifth one. Yeah, so this yeah, this is number five, so, but, you know, over 32, we had getting the grotesque zombies, like, body horror switching is fucking terrifying. Um, Ugh. Yeah. So. But, yeah, so. The Shinnin. Yeah, love how um good like how like you know accurate to the movie this is the theme is very reminiscent these shots of them driving through the mountains right. yeah yeah they even got homer wearing like the jack nicholson like sweater over his shirt and then this is a great joke how they have to keep going back because homer keeps forgetting something <laughs> and actually i had a um simpsons toy growing up it was a um 
the car and um, you would press the hood and it would say different sayings and like each character had a few sayings. They didn't, mo- didn't uh, Lisa say, oh no, we left grandpa back at the gas station. <laughs> yeah, that was the capper to that joke that they're like, we're not going back. But um, yeah, when you would press the hood on the trunk, Marge's lines were, Homer, did you remember to lock the front door? <laughs> I remember that. Oh no, we left grandpa back at the gas station from that toy. Yeah. yeah. This is great that Mr. Burns has gone into what the hotel business evidently as well. Uh, I just love passing by the wall of axes. It's interesting that they didn't try to do like a, like they, they didn't try to like do the Overlook Hotel design too much. I mean, it, they kind of did, but yeah, I mean, I guess maybe they had to be a little careful to make it somewhat legally distinct. The shinning. <laughs> Well, there you go. There's the hedge maze. Yeah, I love Bart cutting through it to cheat. It's very Bart Simpson that he would take that route. Yeah, for sure. And this is the one where Groundskeeper Willie, uh, you know, he starts, like, he doesn't get too many episodes or too many big moments in the series as itself, but he's, like, usually the standout in a lot of these, um... Trias of Horrors episodes, and obviously this one specifically, he gets a lot to do. So that's right. very fun that they let Willie have some fun. Don't yeah, be, like... don't be reading my mind between four and five. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like Smithers cutting the wire um, and all that too, the cable and whatnot is um great and like how like he points out to mr burns like you know this might have been why the last five people died and he's like i owe you a coke if they they're all dead yeah he says that a lot okay i owe you a coke yeah yeah maggie doing red rum blocks right now Mm -hmm. just how quickly homer goes insane when he realizes there's no cable or beer (laughs) oh god Quickly snaps. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just a good play on um, the you know the Jack Torrance character who's a recovering alcoholic versus Homer's just an alcoholic who has no ability to drink. Yeah. And then of course having Mo as the bartender is just you know you have to have him and he, he he's great trying you know being the less subtle version of the bartender from the shining come on go go kill your family (laughs) your money's no good here mr torrance yeah can't wait to see them do the parody of dr sleep in a few years then feeling fine so not so bad yeah no tv no beer makes homer go crazy is such a great fucking line yeah and I, yeah, and I like the subversion. Like you expect it to be on the typewriter, and it's like, oh, no. and it's like, no, he's done an even more crazy thing. Right. Yeah, and then Homer just being crazy. I like how his like usual side swept hairs, Strand's hairs, are now front swept. Yeah. Don't mind if I do. I just love the sound effects Dan Castellaneta is making here yeah. like, as he's going crazy. Yeah. All the voice actors are great in this show. And I don't know what they're going to ever do if one of them dies. They all sound different, though. We were watching um, a, a later one lately, and, and Ashley was saying, like, did they replace somebody? And I'm like, no, it's just they've gotten older. <laughs> yeah, like Julie Kavner's got to be like in her 70s, I think, at this mm, point. I don't, I'm not sure. Her and, I, her and I are the same age, according to you. So yeah. I also love how just nonchalant Marge was about blocking her. She's like, ooh, I'll make chili tonight. And then Homer's <laughs> loving this, just being trapped with the food. He doesn't want to do the ghost spitting. And so I love it's all like the Universal Monsters plus Freddy Krueger and fucking Pinhead. And then this is, this is my favorite joke of the whole thing, where he's doing the Here's Johnny. He just keeps doing different TV intros for each one he goes into. <laughs> my koalas. Yeah. And that's what sends them off the 60 minutes. <laughs> I 
is over. Oh, thank God. I was worried there for a bit. <laughs> yeah, this one, like I said, I've loved all four previous ones. I This is, like, when they really start getting, like, the laugh of, like, minute, like, you know, where you have, like, the golden age of The Simpsons, where it's just, like, there's constantly jokes being thrown at you. It's, like, you know, constant, great pace and all that. And also, I guess the imp um, impression is that he threw his TV right outside his cabin that Willie has been on the grounds of this hotel the entire time. <laughs> yeah, that was the first of the th Willie deaths that we get in this set special. <laughs> yeah, but this goes to show you it's like how far we've um, come from the first Trias of Horror where Homer's going off a... Uh, butcher knife or like whatever and he's holding an axe it's still scary but nowhere near as disturbing as that first one urge to kill fading fading <laughs> rising um it's, it's just great to see how close homer is to going on a psychotic killing spree it's just like what two days of not drinking beer or watching TV. <laughs> i mean checks out it's like, I like the joke. It's like, the longer we're in quarantine, the more I realize Jack Torrance held up a lot better than I would have expected. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, this is the first time, I guess you can imply that the entire family dies, given Bending in The Shining. Yeah. So, so, we've gone from most of them to all of them in this one. Yeah, the Time and Punishment one, I think, is my all-time favorite segments of all of these. It's just like it's amazing how stupid yet smart Homer is to inadvertently create a time machine. <laughs> like, you would think Dan Castellaneta just having to work off himself is would be a little tough. It's like he does a great job in this, like, and that yeah, I love Homer like got his hand stuck in the toaster somehow, and then it's back in there again somehow. I'm stuck inside two vending machines. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they say, like, each season Homer's IQ got lower and lower and lower. Right. <laughs> Staying up all night building it, putting, like, a God knows what into it. I'm stuck in between two vending machines. And then I like how he had a piece of bread in his pocket ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love all the different clocks he passes. And hey, Peabody and Mr. Sherman. Or Mr. Peabody and Sherman. <laughs> Quiet, you. And yeah, this is only a, year, a little over a year after um, Jurassic Park, so this is before we knew how many shitty sequels we would get to that movie series. Stop making them. <laughs> if you ever travel back in time, don't step on anything. <laughs> And the funny like thing is, you feel like Grandpa would say that. It's just, I just like the idea that that's like the advice you're getting from your father on your wedding day. It's yeah. supposed to be about marriage and it's, it's something bizarre and weird like that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I just love like how every like time he does something, it just gets worse and over. It's like, oh, let's create a problem with the, the sloth and shrugging. Yeah, and in this version, the hallway that's normally there is now just the stairs down to the basement. Mm. So, playing fast and loose with the geography of the house here, guys. Dictator Ned Flanders is great. Marge's, uh, the coloring on Marge's uh, necklace was off in the yeah. previous frame. Yeah. Like little animation errors like that. Reneducation. <laughs> Reneducation. It's great. I feel like the entire premise of Ned Flanders being the dictator was done just for that line of re-nedification. <laughs> Where the elite makes that their spirits broken. Oh, this is this is grotesque. This is like something I like got of fucking Brazil, uh, like that Terry Gillian movie, not the country. Um, but yeah, it's fucking horrifying. 
Yeah, and I just love how, like, they allow, like, Ned Flanders to be fucking evil across most of these ones now. Like, yeah, you, the first couple, he's nice and all that, but it's, like, they allow usually, like, if we're to have someone in the cast be evil, it's going to be Ned Flanders. Right. Have the mo like, being lobotomized. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> so fucking dark. Yeah. <laughs> all drooling. Now he's releasing the hound, not Mr. Burns. Mm-hmm. Look at that. <laughs> he just carries sausages in his pocket. Stop giving me the quick energy I need to escape. <laughs> it's great. Okay, let's see what he does this time. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Being so fucking careful. <laughs> and then <laughs> his Dr. Seussian rhyme is perfect it's great like, it's like, like how the hell does this change into making humans like 60 feet tall it's, it's nonsensical and it's perfect I can't believe this is your favorite one you really think this is your favorite one I think so, because it's just funny how, like, Homer is starting to slowly lose his mind, like, as he keeps fucking up the pe- the past more and more and more, just like, he's like, uh-oh, and, like, chain reactions, like, that's, I guess, like, the line is like, that's gonna cost me a lot. Hmm. I don't know, we'll find out what your favorite is later, so stay tuned. <laughs> I love this. Like, the world is somehow perfect. Patty and Selma are dead. They're super rich, but donuts taking, don't exist. We're taking our Lexus to Aunt Patty and Aunt Selma's funeral. <laughs> the diamond pacifier is great. But again, Homer's gluttony. Uh, he only yeah, stayed for two more seconds. It's raining again. <laughs> Skipper Willie again. And here comes James Earl Jones for our second appearance. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I just love this is where Homer's just, he's just done. He's just actively going up killing as much as he can. Oh my god. <laughs> Under the Plug sea. Of... Yeah. Here we go. These guys again. Yeah. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. (laughs) They have them laugh so fucking long. It's great. But yeah, I mean, this is like what we say. Like, you know, they go on. They don't always have a major, um, major, um, part to play. But, you know, they usually get to interject at least and have a funny moment. It's like everything's seemingly back to normal. You don't know what he did to, um, what he had to do to get everything back. But, you know, it's happy. We're going to get our happy ending. Donuts are back. And then (laughs) just the lizard tongues. But he's like, eh, close enough. (laughs) Just like the sigh of defeat. It's like, whatever, I'll put up with it. And then this one is potentially the darkest segment or at least the darkest segment to date is this the one where they're the teachers are eating everybody yeah okay so this this is one of my favorites i think yeah because this is it's super dark yeah overall i think this truly is the best one i mean the shining parody is great i love the time punch but then this is a great combination of horror and comedy so it's like i said with the first one was a little light on comedy at times. It was pretty scary. This is like, this strikes the perfect balance of half horror, half comedy. Right. Like See, she idea. said, don't bitch to me. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Mostly circus animals. Great athlete. <laughs> oh, don't trip lunch lady Doris. That's not no. nice. I just love how quickly they turn to cannibalism. <laughs> just like, 
this normal guy immediately tastes something. He's like, ooh, cannibal time. Yeah. And it's great how we don't even see what's happening to Jimbo. <laughs> like, they keep doing shit. He's, like, so nonchalant. like, ah, now I have to work in the dark. And they get progressively fatter. Yeah. It's just great. Yeah. Yeah, we don't see a lot of these teachers too often. You don't get to see um, Mr. Largo or Miss Hoover too often, so it's nice when we get to see them and, like, Lunch Lady Doors and whatnot a little bit more. The sloppy Jimbos. <laughs> yeah, like, they're not even trying to hide the fact <laughs> the sloppy Jimbos. And I just love how, like, evil, like, Principal Skinner is getting. And just, like, how, like, the double entendres he keeps giving. Like, if it's like, oh, you can say, I know we're a little heavy. But, like, oh, there's a little ooter in all of us, I suppose you can say. Yeah, it's totally fucked up. Yeah. October 5th. Now Lisa's the only one concerned that all these themed lunches are around kids who are disappearing. <laughs> Uter Broughton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is like when I found out that you had no idea about the movie Alive or the real life event until very recently. I mean, I knew about it. Yeah. I guess. Isn't but... it the Donner Party? No. The, the, I made a joke about the. You know, I was watching a documentary about the uh, Uruguayan like rugby players in the mountains. So, like it was like in the eighties. These rugby players were in a plane that crashed into the Chilean mountains or like whatever, and they were forced to resort to cannibalism to survive. So that was turned into the movie Alive, starring Ethan Hawke. Oh, well, what about what was the Donner Party then? That was a bunch of stupid people going to California and left a little too late and got stuck in the mountains. And then they were also forced to do cannibalism. Okay, same thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're starting to see, like you said, they're getting fatter and there's only a few classmates and they're, like, really trying to figure out how to send them to detention at this point. They're just pure evil. Oh, God, Wendell. Poor Wendell. Yeah. Detention. So she says it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's the joy of cooking Millhouse. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, a lot of good book cover parodies come from um, these ones that you get, um... There's this website that um, Amanda got me, this, like, set of, like, notebooks from that, like, all the um, famous book covers from it, and the two she, two of the ones she got me was The Joy of Cooking Millhouse. Like, this is fucking horrifying. Yeah. Uh, the Joy of Cooking Millhouse, and then Homer, I Hardly Knew Me, which was um, from a later episode, the one where um, Hugo is in the attic. Like, yeah, this is, like, a fucking horrifying image of a lunch lady doors covered in blood the egg beaters. And then kill Willie one more time. Willie's always trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Except in the Nightmare on Elm Street one. <laughs> but hey, let him have one back then. I'm gonna eat your shorts. Good turnaround. And then, yeah, this is fucking horrifying. Gooify. I love, like, Bart's optimism here. He's like, oh, I'm sure we'll be saved. Nothing bad will happen to us. Well, at least us Simpsons kids, I'm sure. Right. Like, yeah, you don't. Oh see my god! Fucking, yeah, it's horrifying. Wow. Yeah, and then wakes up, and then I I sometimes get the Snoopy ending confused with this one. This is also a fucking pretty um terrifying ending to one of these sub specials oh my god this oh this is that where they're doing yeah. the inside out musical yeah oh so ew this is disgusting i hate this oh i love i love though how somehow marge's shoes are left out you see a little bit of the red shoes on the bottom oh my yeah, god I, mean, it, I hate it's it it's fucking horrifying i hate it i hate it just so it's, gross it's nasty i want to potentially it's potentially the worst that, like visual they've ever done on this show. Just the blood spraying everywhere. Yeah, no, it's disgusting. What is Grandpa? Is Grandpa supposed to be in the? I think it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be groundskeeper Willie. I don't know. Ew. 
it's truly fucking terrifying. Like I, I want to know who the fuck pitched this segment and how everyone else agreed. Like, yeah, let's do this. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> Santa's little helper dragging Bart off screen, leaving a huge blunt streak is fucking horrifying. But <laughs> I don't know. On that note, let's move on to number six. We'll see you guys in a few minutes. <laughs> Alright, hi, welcome back. We are back with um, Treehouse of Horror number 6, original air date, October 29th, 1995. Um, yeah, we're not even like really getting creative openings with the family anymore. We just got Krusty throwing it, and then, damn, the Simpsons hanging. So that's pretty dark. Yikes. Um, you know, this is like when you're, they're really getting into, we can't do anything except the main stories because we are running out of time, you know. I do miss the wraparound segments. I understand why they had to start cutting them out. But, um, yeah, this segment is my least favorite. This is the one I remembered least out of the uh, first 13 that we wa- watched. Really? Your, your least favorite? You like the Raven better than I this? Like, yeah, no, I like the Raven a lot better than this because at least it's, I don't know, maybe someone who likes Tom and Jerry and all that it works out. But, like, the only part about this segment I like is Homer being pissed off that the donut he gets is not the size of, like, a car. I just think it's very interesting, like, mascots and stuff come to life. I think I think that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it definitely is an interesting concept. I just don't think they do nearly as much with it. Um, I will say it's a shame because it's like, this was my, this is, a, they turned this into a level in the Simpsons game that came out, like, in 1906. <sighs> Um, and this is like one of the best levels where you actually go around fighting Lard Lad as Homer and Bart. It's a fun ass level. So I don't know, maybe I enjoyed the video game level a little bit more than this, and it tainted it for me. Mm. I, yeah, I don't. I don't love Lisa's song. I think it's interesting that like this is so now we're seeing that this is like the first Treehouse of Horror segment that Lisa is actually really like featured in like I know like she's been suspicious in a lot of the segments previous to that but like she hasn't really had her own segment in the way that the other the other ones have and so this I I guess would be the first one for her yeah I mean arguably I guess Dracula she's like the main character of that one but um no I agree it's nice it is nice to see Lisa getting a little bit more um you know it's obviously tough they say the writers say um you know, Bill Oakley was like saying that these margin Lisa storylines were usually given to the new guys because the established writers do like they like what do we do with them? I don't want to write yeah. these, give it to the new guy. That yeah, that was funny when I heard that. I mean, it's it's interesting, but those are my favorites. The Marge ones yeah. are my favorites. I think the um, my favorite episodes. I, I don't even know, but like definitely the Marge Chanel suit one. And yeah, like, if you talk about like quotable ones, that one's like hysterical. Like Ashley and yeah. I quote that all the time. And then the um, the pretzel one. Oh yeah, that's a great one. I love Marge and Chains and the one where she becomes like a cop and like inadvertently like or, um, ends like a serious crime ring that Homer could be killed in with um, <laughs> Herman holding a gunpoint. <laughs> Chief Wiggum shooting the bat the star <laughs> basketball player. Yeah. Such a dark joke, but perfectly on brand for Wiggum. Yeah. He was turning into a monster, though. I love Bart is the devil on the literal devil's shoulder Mm -hmm. here. And that also, like, a realty company would use a devil as their mascot. Oh, I also, I also, I guess all of my favorite are Marge episodes, because I like it when she does the real estate stuff, too. Yeah. And Gil, uh, that was yeah. one of Gil's first appearances, I think. Stay yeah, off the West Side. <laughs> Cookie Kwan, yeah. <laughs> Cookie, I'm scared of you. <laughs> Early Lindsay Nagel one as well. Yeah. It's great. He's trying to like convince him to go tear down Ned Flanders' home <laughs> instead of giving up the donut that he can't eat. Yeah. And of the lamp shading of, um, like, oh, that's all he wanted. It's like, no, he's just now using it to do even more destruction. And another thing they need to sue, that's a joke in um, Jason X, the one where Jason Voorhees goes into space, a.k.a. the fucking worst one, mm. um, where 
he's killing everyone and then like, he finds like his machete and like the character is naively like guys it's okay he was just upset because he didn't have his machete it's okay we're safe now cut to him being brutally killed so get on it simpsons you can make more money sue new line i think owns those but whatever um yeah i agree this was a weird like ending to um this to be like how do we get rid of these mascots i mean i guess it's kind of clever it's like okay how, how do you forget about ads you just don't think about them it's like it it kind of makes sense but yeah it's a little cheap also yeah and then yeah we have a weird song yeah but yeah and then we got paul anka coming up is uh, playing himself which is a interesting cameo to get that's weird but come on, everyone loves Paul Anka, am I right? Who is Paul Anka? He was like a big singer, like in the sixties and seventies. Like I like I don't know would this been like a joke that like he did a lot of commercials. Like I remember he did the famous Kodak Good Morning Yesterday commercial back when Kodak was still relevant. Um, just like one of the most famous commercials from that era. So I don't know like if this was a thing where he was known to do musical singings um, hmm. over the stuff or it's just like, okay, who, what singer can we get that's got a pleasant voice that can sing this stupid song? Hmm. <laughs> Destroying the hospital in the <laughs> orphanage. Yeah, it's just so mean-spirited, but it's great. And then Homer's gluttony is dooming them all still. Yeah, man. The, his obsession with donuts has been in, like, almost all of these. Yeah. Very donut centric. You're right. No, I didn't even think about that. So, but yeah, you know, that's one of the few. The, this is one they just put Kane Coders in like real quick. They don't have time to put them in like in a huge yeah. aspect. The next advertisement I, you see could destroy your house and eat your family. And then they go into a commercial break. That's great. Yeah, it, like, it's perfect. Like from, from my from my perspective selling advertising that's like that had to be a huge problem for whoever was in what what we call the a position the a position is coming like going into commercial break you're the first ad you see and yeah. people pay a premium for that because you're usually still on the couch in the room when when that commercial comes on <laughs> so gonna... yeah i would like to i'd like to know what ad that was yeah after. Um, yeah right yeah, um, now I love this Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Obviously, the parody of Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. I love the animation style here. Um, in his dream, it looks like he's in an old Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, I've never days. noticed that. Yeah, watching this now, like on Disney Plus, and like nice quality is probably also helping versus watching like an old VHS. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a pretty much straight-up retelling of the first, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. I mean, obviously, there's a lot more humor in this. You know, they don't play it completely straight, but, um, yeah, it's very interesting, like, seeing, like, yeah, like, they're not shining away. The kids are getting hurt. They're going to die if they fall asleep again. I've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I've seen a, a few of them. Um, the first one, like, this is, you know, it was before they made Freddy Krueger doing wisecracks like he was known for. It's very much like the Chucky Doll movies where it's, mm. like, the first couple are very serious and then, like, you know, he's fucking doing one-liners. The first one is terrifying and one of Johnny Depp's first roles. Hmm. Fun fact, but, yeah, poor Martin. Can't catch a break. This is, yeah, this is very, yeah, this is what Martin dreamed of. Being a math wizard or a, a Latin wizard. Yeah. I'm a mathematician. I'll make the this remainder disappear. This is great. But no, I mean, it, it, you truly would think Martin would dream or something like this. It's a perfect joke. And then, yeah, horrifying that he's being killed in his dream. Yeah. And then dies of a heart attack. like this be discreet <laughs> <laughs> not in the kindergarten class oh that was legit funny yeah 
No, and I like though, like um, in the implication of this, this happened very recently, so they didn't notice how Groundskeeper Willie disappeared. Like at least in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, it was when they were in grade school. Now they're high schoolers, so it's been many a year. But it's like I like how this like happened like a month or two ago. Or at least the previous school year. Oh yeah, this Rousey's. is this is also like super fucked up because he burns alive. Yeah, laughs his smart way. Oh yeah, I say that all the time. Yeah, and then do not touch Willie. I mean, that's two good quotes in yeah. a matter of seconds. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, this is probably one of the darkest fucking things. I remember this scared the shit out of me. Like, yeah, right here it's kind of funny, like still, because it's just like he's red and like he's just like, oh come on, but like when he turns into this skeleton form in a few seconds, like it's fucking horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, so occasionally we're still getting these legit scary if you're young yeah. at the time watching it. <laughs> he has to sit down and wait. <laughs> he's just patient. I love, like, you can see the effect on Kurt's, like, animation that, like, you can see the fire burning. It's a nice oh touch. Oh, my God. I don't like the idea of Millhouse having two spaghetti meals in one day. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. So he's turning into a skeleton. Like, this is fucking horrifying. Yeah. Yikes. Like, considering Willie had been the hero, like, to, uh, yeah. the previous Halloween, like, we're doing a big tone shift. <laughs> that's a good one too yeah. the next time we fall asleep we could die welcome to my world <laughs> I love giving Maggie the buzz cola the pacifier or the um, nipple or whatever if you want to call it on it but yeah and I mean this is why the Nightmare on Elm Street ones are terrified it's like oh this is just a race against time now like it's an inevitable that you need to sleep at some point right and how fucked up Lisa is that she screws up. She has one job in this episode. She screws it up. But yeah, I mean, the animation in this part, like, you know, like going through the creepy dream like thing is just great. And like, but how Bart can still have his moment dreaming of Krusty in a few mo- moments. It's it's still just very Bart. Like, oh, I, I almost just died. But hey, Krusty's here. And it's a very visually um, creative segment with, like, um, all the different depictions Willie has across all these um, different incarnations. All that. And they, they did a good job picking, you know, him to be the Freddy Krueger-esque with his already razor implements of the rake. But, you know, being able to be like, okay, well, a lawnmower would have those, too. So props to them on that. Yeah. And then it just turns back into the regular old Billy. And who knew, like, 20 years from now, they would use a similar thing for the um, sinkhole for the Simpsons movie. <laughs> I guess only eight years at that time. Yeah, like, this is terrifying. Him is a giant spider. Like, essentially, bagpipe spider. spider. Yeah, bagpipe bag, yeah, bag spider. The two worst things in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Krusty's cowardness of just leaving him. I guess that shows um, Bart has a very low opinion of Krusty at times. That he that's not really Krusty. That's Bart's depiction of Krusty. Right, right. <laughs> I hope we get reincarnated as somebody who could stay up for fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's a great joke. And then blows up horrified yeah Yeah, the the weird like that felt like them sitting on a moon couch like that felt like that should have had like a bumper for like the like tv land or nick at night back in the day yeah and then we're back to like the wacky animation to be like oh it's not over yet better fake out ending than uh, the original nightmare on elm street got though this doesn't look like wacky I mean, the colors are a little bit more, like, you know, saturated than what yeah. we're usually seeing. I guess. I don't know. Like, that's, like, lime green grass. I don't know. <laughs> Losing his shoe. Wait, to show you how ineffectual he is. 
Um, yeah, and now we're on to what I call the tech demo um, <laughs> segment of this, um, Homer or Cubed. Uh, this was originally written by David S. Cohen before he changed his middle name to X and going on to go to do Futurama. So you can see his um, futuristic elements and tech stuff that would later go on to help create that. Show. I think this is my least favorite thing about the mid 90s is that like technology was really coming into play. So people were just using it and like not in a good way. Right. And I, and I guess yeah. this isn't like the worst thing they could have done. I think it was probably it was really cutting edge for the time but it's just like i hate using technology for technology's sake right and like a lot of a lot of the mid 90s were like doing this kind of shit and it was like gratuitous as far as i'm concerned yeah and that's thing it's like there's a lot of good moments still in it but like it's it's still visually interesting i, I, I like say it's like toy story one of the trias of horror where it's like yeah, it doesn't hold up nearly as visually as well as this does. Like, this still looks great for being, you know, 20-plus years old. The yeah. CGI isn't great, but it's fine. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, when he gets there, they don't really do too many jokes. Like, they have a few, like, observational jokes, like the X, Y, and Z access, and, like, him being like, wow, I feel like this is pretty expensive. I should be doing something. Like, it's like, I'm sure that was a directive from the suits. Like, come on, this is pretty expensive. You gotta do something. Right, yeah. But, um, I do like the setup that like he he went into the mystery wall because he didn't want to be around Patty and Selma. Ew. Yeah, that's fucking horrifying. That's um, yeah, but yeah, you know, I think the the very interesting thing with this is you know this is a um, homage to uh, Twilight Zone episode where the same thing happens. Not trying to escape uh, sister in law, but like they go into the parallel world, but and much like with um, Poltergeist, you know, same thing. The kid gets sucked into the ghost dimension but unlike those who we actually get to see what's on the other side so i thought that was very interesting like okay what would be horrifying what would be mystical to them oh a third dimension so i'd like how we've established that the simpsons live exclusively in a 2d world that they don't know what a third dimension could be yeah but yeah i just feel like i'm looking at like a cutscene for like simpsons hit and run or something (laughs) right I do like Marge's like thing where she's like, you're probably just in the linen closet again. Again, just lowering Homer's IQ by a few points every season. Just a slightly dumb guy in the first season two routinely getting trapped in the linen closets. Oh, that looks cool. That's pretty cool for 95. That's cool for 95. Yeah. Well, yeah, here with the water, it's like, you know, they say that's, like, the hardest thing there. And that's why, you know, Pixar, like, was doing shit like toys and bugs early on, because it's like, uh, they already look plasticky. We can't make humans look well. So it's like, yeah, they right. you know, for a TV budget for 10 minutes, they did, um, they did pretty good. It's not terrible looking for 25 plus years. Uh, this so, was, I mean, this was I, probably so CGI. expensive. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen CGI and stuff from, like, the past few years that looks a lot worse than this yeah this is pretty decent yeah yeah i remember reading though like they had a hard time trying to model homer and then especially bart in a minute like how the fuck do we draw his hair and then one of them realized just go buy a bart simpson doll from the store and like we'll just look at that and get that to the end say draw it like that yeah well that's the thing and you see like a lot of times like where it's like oh what if the simpsons were real and they look fucking horrifying they did a good job here not making them look too creepy. Like, they're not bulgy-eyed, like, monsters. Right. It's a good balance. I also like how they just keep getting more and more people over, but Ned Flanders was brought over to be on his ladder to look around. (laughs) I love this. It's like Lisa leaning on the light switch to do the dramatic lightning. Lighting. I love how the this shows you how bored we always were in school. Like I know I drew cubes all the time in my notebook instead of paying attention. Did you draw the S chain though? I could never get it to I I never was able to do it. I was fucked up, so I wasn't smart enough to do that. Did you did you ever sign your notes love you like a sister? (laughs) (laughs) I I did not. Why not? Lilas? I don't know. I, I don't think I did that. I don't think that was still a thing at the time. 
I mean, why would you sign it? Love you like a sister. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I I don't maybe because I didn't talk to girls too much back then. Or no, now. you're you're saying you're saying you love someone like a sister. I guess, oh, well, well, I guess it, I guess it could work. Yeah, but I'm saying that, like, I just never saw, like, other people doing it as well. So, I don't know, maybe if I hung out with girls more, I would have seen them. <laughs> you, know what, that, you know what, it was probably, you're probably right, because I'm 35 years older than you, so that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I love going in the old-timey diving suit and then immediately be like, ah, oh, never mind. Just shows the fair weather um, nature mm -hmm. of Abe Simpson. Also great that they had that huge length of rope there for yeah. Bart to tie around himself. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it still looks visually um, yeah. creative and all that. Like, yeah, when I've looked, like, there'd have been more jokes versus this being, like, a tech demo. Yeah, I mean. Um, sure, but. Yeah. It's a good tech demo. Yeah, it's, de it's decent, but, you know. He forgets to jump. Oh man! I love like Bart, like be like, yeah, he fell, but he was optimistic at least. <laughs> um, and I just have to say, you know, as we get up here, um, when I was rewatching this the other day of Homer in the Real World, um, I'm watching him like walking around the real world, and I'm like, this looks very familiar. Like, this looks like, you know, this looks like, you know, the, the valley of California. And I found out, like, this is five minutes from my house. Really? This is, like, literally, I could drive here to this store within five minutes. It's not an erotic cake shop, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but it's a coffee shop, and it looks almost identical. So, um, yeah, pictures on the screen if you're watching the YouTube version of me recreating Homer walking down this street. Wow. Look at yeah, that. So this is, yeah, this is Venture Boulevard in Sherman Oaks. Don't come and try and find my apartment now, people. Uh, yeah, so I wonder if this was an erotic cake factor or cake um, store at the time, or they just... It must have been. They wouldn't have... Um, I don't think they would have... Oh, yeah, yeah, they wouldn't have done that big sign on the screen for it. But, yeah, this is, um, like, two minutes from me. I saw, like, I saw the address. I'm like, let me Google this and see what comes up. Wow. Well, yeah, Venture Boulevard's changed a little bit in the subsequent 25 years before I moved um, there, but eh, whatever. So, all right, well, we're now wrapping up on Treehouse of Horror number six. Um, tune in next week when we'll cover seven through nine. So, again, hope you guys all had fun with us on this. See ya. See ya.